It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. With me right now is somebody who threw his hat in the ring last week uh, to officially be running for president of the United States for the GOP nomination first. It is uh, North Dakota Governor Doug Bergram. Uh, Doug, welcome back. Good morning, Brian. Great to be with you. So what was week one like? Well, the first uh, five days were amazing. We had this fantastic launch in North Dakota, and then uh, Thursday, Friday in Iowa, Saturday, Sunday in New Hampshire. Had a great reception. Uh, Met lots of people that were excited to have us in the race and excited to have us coming back. So we're off and running. And one thing we've learned is that uh, the Republican primary voters out there are very concerned about the economy, very concerned about uh, Biden's energy policy, and very concerned about national security, including the border and everything going on with China, Russia, North Korea. And that's what we're running on, those three things, the economy, energy, and national security. So we had some great conversations with uh, citizens. And, of course, uh, coming from a small town in North Dakota, uh, we met a lot of people from small towns in Iowa and New Hampshire and really understand that uh, there's a lot of the best of America going on out there. There's still uh, lots of places where neighbors are helping neighbors instead of neighbors fighting with neighbors. And pretty energizing to get out for the First Lady Catherine and I to meet those people and see what's going on on the ground. So uh, tell everyone your story, where, where you came up. Your dad died when you were in ninth grade? Yep, that's right, Brian. It was uh, My dad was a World War II uh, vet after uh, Pearl Harbor. Uh, he uh, went down the road from Arthur, North Dakota, where he was born and raised, a little town of 300 people, and uh, went into the gym in Castleton and signed up for the Navy. And uh, you'll get a kick out of this as an author, but he ended up, uh, you know, he had a college degree from North Dakota State, so he went through the 90-day wonder program. They were to turn in college grads into naval officers. He got assigned to a, a destroyer. Uh, built in Bremerton, Washington, uh, was part for my mom for over two years during World War II in the Pacific and lived to tell about it. But the ship he was on was the USS Wren, who, and you would know Solomon Wren from your book, uh, Thomas Jefferson, the Tripoli Pirates, because he was one of the uh, young men that volunteered to go on that on that daring raid with uh, with Lieutenant Decatur to uh, for the Philadelphia? burn up burn up the Philadelphia. So that's where the <clears throat> the USS ran. And I guess his good fortune carried through because my dad uh, was on, there was 151 destroyers at, at Okinawa, 129 of them got hit by kamikazes and he was on one that made it through and <clears throat> made it all the way through to, uh, to uh, Tokyo Bay on September 2nd, uh, 1945. That was his 28th birthday, but came home and raised three kids and incredible guy taught us about Community taught us about, you know, commitment to community and service to country, but like I said, died when I was a freshman in high school. And so my mom went back into the workforce as a widow with three kids. And then uh, after after college, I had inherited a little bit of land from him, uh, and I mortgaged that farmland, literally bet the farm to provide the seed capital for a company. It was a tiny startup that became Great Plains Software. Uh, 18 years later, we were an overnight success story. We uh, built it into a company with 2,000 people with uh, uh, over 100,000 customers in over 100 countries around the world. And that uh, company was acquired by Microsoft. I stayed there for seven years and helped build Microsoft. And then uh, <clears throat> then uh, I sort of tried to retire, but that led to multiple more startups and more software companies and more job creation and more uh, interesting things going on. And then in 2016, we had an open seat for governor, had never run for office before and decided to jump into the race. We were the long shot. We were the dark horse. We were the person no one had heard of. 
We were down 69-10 in the poll before we decided to run. We said, let's jump in anyway. Uh, Competition is good for the Republican Party, the state level and the national level. And six months later, we won the primary 60-40 and went on to win in the fall almost 80-20. And and then in 20, that was 2016. In 2020, we got reelected by the largest margin of any uh, governor race in the country that year, over 40 points. And we've been uh, focusing here on driving, uh, you know, conservative principles, limited government. We had the largest tax cut. Uh, in the history of the state, uh, just passed about six weeks ago. We've uh, finally solved the uh, the horrible conundrum of pension reform. We've got that uh, that fixed in North Dakota. That was a three decades uh, effort that we got accomplished. Uh, we've been focused on cutting red tape, which is uh, we had 51 of 52 red tape reduction bills are passed. And then the other thing, which is a full time job in North Dakota, is pushing back on the. Biden administration, because whether it's water right. to the USA or whether it's their, you know, their attempts to illegally ban uh, drilling for oil and gas in North Dakota, being a huge energy state, one of the largest in the country, we produce 1.1 million barrels of oil a day. That's more than most OPEC countries. And uh, so we're constantly in a battle with the federal government. And we also have got two air bases and 150 missiles in North Dakota. We understand uh, the important role of national security in our state. And so this is why we're running on the economy and on energy and national security. So, yeah, I mean, right now, if you look at the CBS poll, uh, likely voters, it's Trump 61, DeSantis 23, uh, Scott, Pence with four, and Haley with three. Everybody else is just 1%. I mean, I, everything you said is so convincing. And, and it's, I mean, what are you one of the most successful Americans in the country? You're an example of an American success story. You're somebody that made all the money and wants to use some of that management experience um, to help the country. That's what it truly should be, service. But how do you get your voice heard in an environment where no one has been able to outshine Trump, for good or bad? He dominates all headlines. Well, I think uh, we're, we're smiling on our team this morning because there was a poll that came out last night that had us at 1%, and we expected to be at zero. So we're blowing past expectations. Gotcha. Uh, we, we've been in this race for five days. We love the spot we're in because, uh, yeah, we got low rate name recognition, but everybody that knows us in North Dakota, you know, a, a state where where I pulled in bigger numbers than Trump in the state of North Dakota, people that know us love us. And so we like the position we're in, and we're just going to have to get out there and, and uh, tell our tell our story. When I was in first got in that tiny software company and I bet the farm, I went to Comdex, huge trade show. You know, I thought I'd done all the research. There was no Internet then. I thought, oh, there's like a half a dozen companies in this business. We're going to just walk in here and we're going to march right to the top. I picked up the trade show. Look, there were 64 companies delivering the same kind of software for small and mid-sized businesses we were trying to do. And and so you learn on day one, you know, you don't don't you know when when you're just starting your company, the first thing you don't do is attack the, attack the uh, someone who's got the biggest market share or the biggest name recognition. You got to tell your own story, and that's what we're going to focus on doing right now. Gotcha, uh, Governor uh, Bergham uh, is with us right now. So one of the big challenges, China. I think it's uniting Democrats and Republicans. How they plan on tackling the challenge? That's where the rubber hits the road. We see that they're dominating Central America and South America. We see they're trying to get a foothold in Africa. We, we see they're trying to split Western Europe away from us. And now we find out that this administration's revealed, the Wall Street Journal revealed, that they have a, spy, they have a huge spy uh, base in Cuba, 100 miles off our coast. So here is John Radcliffe, because they're tra- this administration is trying to say, well, this is something we inherited. 
John Radcliffe, who was DNI for Trump, said this, cut 38. China is in a cold war with us, and we are not in one with them. And as a result, China is winning that cold war because this administration, and you, you know, you've touched on this before, Maria, there could be a number of reasons for it. It, it. it may be an issue of cowardice. It may be an issue of competence in terms of the president's abilities. Yeah. Uh, or it may be an issue of complicity. None of those are good. Uh, but clearly China is gaining the upper hand and will for the next two years in this administration. Do you feel the same way? You think this administration is asleep or watching this? Because they're desperate to get talks going. Uh, to me, it makes us look pathetic. Well, I, I agree absolutely. I've been saying for months that we're in a Cold War with China. It's just that no one's acknowledging that. So, I mean, I agree with that absolutely completely. And my personal experience with China uh, first time, I was, first time I was there was 1980. The, they had just opened up. The second time I was there was 1989. I was on our way back from Australia. We were trying to set up our little software company to sell software overseas. I swung through China on the way back as kind of a, I'm going to say half as a joke, but I had heard that you could buy software, American software in a street market. We weren't even selling our product overseas at that time. Wow. I went into the street market. I said, do you have Great Plains software? They said, yes. They went over and got a five and a quarter inch floppy disk. It was, they were selling it for a buck. Our software sold for $5,000 a module. So <clears throat> I've spent the last 30 years watching China pirate every piece of intellectual property that I've made and all of our competitors have made. And, <clears throat> and on this regard, they can't be trusted. And so the war where we're in, we're in a cyber war. We get attacked every day as the state of North Dakota by North Korea, Russia, China, uh, trying to get at, uh, at our systems in the state of North Dakota. That's just a constant state. And the Biden administration doesn't acknowledge that every state is kind of on their own trying to do their own cybersecurity. There's not a national cyber defense program. We can't call the DOD and say, hey, the North Koreans are trying to get into a little school district by the Canadian border to get at the addresses of the parents who serve in the national North Dakota National Guard who, protect, who are providing the ground yeah. protection for those missiles. I mean, it is just a complete lapse of responsibility. Everywhere. And again, the federal government spends all their time on stuff that is, is not in the Constitution. It's not what the federal government is supposed to do. But national security and border security are explicit in those limited roles of the federal government. And when I'm president, Absolutely. I've learned this as a CEO. You're, I'm not going to be spending time on stuff that can be delegated to the states, delegated to the city, or delegated to a local public library when the president of the United States, whose time is just like a CEO, is super scarce. You've got to focus on right. the things that are the most important for the most, most number of Americans. Were they right, uh, Governor, were they right to indict President Trump? Well, the thing that I've learned from being on the ground and New Hampshire and in Iowa is that voters are very concerned about a double standard. Uh, they 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 see the news. They they understand. They know that Joe Biden had documents, you know, sitting in his garage, and they're just saying, "Hey, you know, are we in a spot in our country where that we've got a completely double standard? One standard for Republicans and one standard for Democrats." And so I think when you have that deep concern and that's an erosion in the trust of an important institution if americans start to believe that the rule of law is not being applied equally mm -hmm. uh, in this country you know that's that's actually more serious than any charges i mean that's that's the start of a division in where we're going and one of the things that has to happen uh, again as i'm when I'm president, we're going to be applying the law equally. We have to restore trust in these institutions. You cannot have a democracy where people don't don't trust what's going on.
All right, Governor. Uh, best of luck out there. Uh, we look forward to catching up with you along the way and to tell your story. The guys like you, I think, just benefit the country when you can use your expertise and your success and kind of spread the wealth around with your knowledge. So I'm so glad you're in the race. And it's been great hearing your story. Great. Thank you, Brian. Look forward to being back on with you again. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Dominich, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Dominich Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.